Hey, uh, today marks the third appearance from Dead Sarah to co-host the uh, L.A. Lloyd Rock 30. We're with Emily Armstrong, and we're doing this on the Shiprock Cruise today. Uh, and you are my second in-person interview I've done in about a year and a half. I just finished what? up with Bad Flower 15 minutes ago. So it feels good actually good sitting first. in front of somebody. That's you know? not a good first. I mean, that is a great first. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm so glad to have you here because... Um, there, when I saw the lineup, uh, I had you on Zoom, and the first time I'd interviewed you, you may recall this, we kind of had this conversation last time, they kind of set us up in a little room like this at South by Southwest in yep. 2012, then we got back there and we were doing the Zoom thing, and we talked a little bit at the very end about like, hey, Shiprock's coming, and by, you know, we did this interview, um, that was September 8th, so I was kind of thinking COVID is going to finally be gone before we get on this oh cruise, and gosh. here we are, you know, you, yeah. we all still take the chance, right? Yeah, we sure do. So, how do you feel about it? I mean, did you, there, obviously a lot of bands did pull out because they were worried about touring after the, the cruise or whatever. I mean, was there any discussions you guys had about uh, not coming on? No, not at all. You ready? We were just shocked, like, how is it still going? Yeah. Like, we were, we heard of other cruises, like, canceling and we had to check in with our management almost every day. Is this still on? Are we sure? Like 100%? <laughs> we're like, we're, yeah, we're totally in, but yeah. like, okay. Yeah. You know, we, we we played it. You know, we got our boosters and played it safe as we, much as possible. Yeah, I mean, everybody kind of had to go through the same protocol. So, um, yeah. one thing that I, that I really like about this cruise, something you don't even get to see at festivals is, you know, is just artists watching artists. I mean, you get the chance to go see a lot of bands that you you love, but you know, just because everyone's working or on the road, and you never get to see each other together. What's it like being an artist watching some of your other favorite bands play? I mean, it's so cool. It's the camaraderie. I I, I love that so much because being a musician is its own world. Yeah. And then when you have the same people, whether it's they play the same music or not, it's still family. Yeah. There's still something connecting us all that makes us it's like a unified yeah. you know and it's it's like oh right right it's like acknowledgement like yeah there are other, other people you know like this is we're all in this together and i've never um been on a theme cruise before but you know it's so cool because you know like you said not only are the bands similar but the music on the the, the stereos playing that the fans i mean it's like like you said a camaraderie like a family type thing is this your first time on ship rock have you done it before no this is our second really yeah we did it um 2020 the beginning of 2020 Holy right before oh yeah. right before <laughs> we were probably one of the last ships to be able to d ship is that is that a word yeah. is that the word before like the princess cruise yeah. making an appearance on all right networks big difference obviously in the world we live in what how would you compare that one to the one you know two years later because last year got canceled yeah obviously. maybe I, I would say the difference is like everybody's even more grateful to be here yeah and i could feel that yeah. you know and people are doing their part um people are respectful and i i I definitely feel that, and it feels great. And you probably felt that for all the live shows you've done, I mean, that you were able to do during COVID, too. Because everything I've been to, people are like, you know, man, we really kind of took this for granted. And you know, once you finally were able to go back to a live show, it's like, yeah, 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 okay, this feels right. But I Absolutely. Mean, I, I think we all kind of took it a little bit for granted. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like... People would buy tickets and then just not come as well. Yeah. You yeah, know? So it's yeah. like, thank you, but also damn like you gotta like you know it's like whenever the next variant comes out and people get scared and you know right but i'm hoping that omicron is going to be like the kind of last of any kind of severity yeah you know any kind of threat mm -hmm. 
And I believe most people are just kind of like, this is not really a threat, you know? I hate to say that because we are still in a pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, technically, but I do believe it will be an endemic. Yeah. And I don't mean to get all like scientific on you, but <laughs> I'm just, I feel like we can kind of see the end as well, right. you know? Or again, not as much of a threat. So that's why I believe it's still fun here yeah, on yeah. the ship. I think everybody has it in the back of their mind, but you know, I think now that we're 24 hours into it, people are starting to kind of go, take a breath. Yep. It's okay. You know, we're mm-hmm. all together. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's stop talking about COVID and all that crap. So uh, let's talk about your music. Ain't It Tragic, your first full length, length in uh, about seven years. Um, you said you kind of let your guard down and, and whatever happens, happens. And obviously... When you let your guard down, well, there I go, right back to COVID again. How do you, how do you let your guard down and just have at it being a, being an artist like that? Well, you know, it's uh, times like these yeah. where it just kind of you have nothing. I mean, you can either go one or two ways as an artist. I believe you can you could you know get too much too emotional. You can cave in a little bit, or you can just kind of go. You know what? Just let it all go. Right. What whatever's going to hit me, the fear the the anxiety just let it come like come on and i will write about it right you know and that's what we did in the studio we were just like bring it on and it was hard it was very tough like when you allow it to happen but there's also a freedom to it and i believe that that played a lot in this album so it kind of felt exhilarating almost once you kind of got past that you were just saying let's throw it out there and see what happens yeah right like let's see what happens and and that's why we were able to really dive into each song too yeah you know like every every moment having a, a purpose right you know i like that yeah your drummer sean co-produced uh with noah shane um who worked with you on your self-titled back in 2012 now has sean been kind of at the controls anyway any and it just kind of seemed like that made sense to kind of help let him go as a co-producer on this or was it something that noah pushed him to do no i mean he started with the EP um, that was in between our second and, you know, Ain't It Tragic. Yeah. We had an EP out, um, and he was kind of already showing on that. And we had asked um, the producer at that time, Tony Hoffer, in our management, like, dude, like, he's doing, like, we want Sean to co-produce. And, he, and our producer was like, I don't co-produce. So I was like, okay. Wow. You know, like, I would kind of put up a fight, and I was sticking up for Sean. And then it came to a point where on this album, nobody could be in the studio with us, mm-hmm. you know, because of the pandemic. Like so Noah Shane has a family, you yeah. know, yeah. and he had to protect them. And so it just kind of came down to like we got into our rhythm, you know, and we already I already had the confidence in, in him, you know, and he also had the confidence and it was started really, really taking momentum and um and that's essentially how it happened. And we just kind of had to do it. And then Noah had to then take another job to provide for his family because, you know, rock yeah. and roll isn't really <laughs> the life you live. Did, did Noah do any kind of, uh, you know, FaceTime or, oh, yeah. or Zoom type stuff? Did you do much of that? Oh, how, yeah. How was absolutely. that? You know, was that your first time ever doing that, I take it? Yes. So what was that like? Well, we'd, we'd work on a song or a part for a long time and then we would send it to him mm-hmm. and then when he had time he would then facetime us right and we'd talk about it yeah, yeah. you know or whoever but was he available. wasn't there while you you know kind of giving you direction no. or anything so. he and during pre-production is right before um sorry your microphone's it's falling, falling apart, apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, could be worse things <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
for anybody funny. listening. Yes. In the future, <laughs> is really cool microphone that I'm literally is. Piece, it's got some age on it, man. I, it's, it's done a lot parts. of interviews, so if it starts falling apart on you, I'll just pull the condom off and it'll just be shiny. Legendary, right? So, um, what was I talking about? Okay, pre-pro <laughs> happened right before 2020. Yeah, with a few songs. So we were in there with him, you know, going over all the songs, going over all the songs, and then we're like, yeah, let's like start recording, and then literally we had it set up, and then lockdown happened right, right and so we had to really change our whole scheme and i'm really happy that happened yeah because we were able to really take time with each song mm. you know yeah because we were like we don't know what's going to happen right. you know let's just do it the way that we would like our dream of yeah. just having time and having a label be like whatever you need to yeah. record in your studio in our it's rehearsal like a studio dream, you know yes right. this is literally a dream like we've talked about doing stuff like this we're like we're never gonna be able to do that like yeah. warner is gonna let us record an album in our rehearsal space yeah. like with other bands playing <laughs> you know what i mean it's not quite yeah. but we've been in there for so long and we knew the room we know what it sounds like and we've done so many demos in there mm. that people really loved including warner and they were like you guys are on to something wow. like i feel i we, we feel like you could do it like whatever you guys need to really make an album and that's yeah. what we did well, you know, one thing that uh, I guess it seems like every interview I've seen or, or watched or read or anything is the word rebirth. You know, that word rebirth keeps going, hey, what do you think about this? Are you going through a rebirth? I mean, are you tired of hearing that? Or do you feel like, yeah, it, it, it is a rebirth yeah. because we went through a lot of shitty stuff, I guess, before this. Absolutely. Right? So talk about the rebirth. Yeah. I mean, we've been a band. I mean, let's just say, let's say like our first album was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. So it's 10 years now. Right. Um, and there is something magical if, um, anybody listening to this right now, there's like a saying that says it takes 10 years for overnight success. Right. Right. And you can kind of feel it in the air right now. Mm -hmm. And there's like a relax, like not even just like being like, whoops, 10 years, like everything's going to be great now. Yeah. There is something to it. There is like some euphoric kind of, kind of ethereal, whatever you want to say, mm -hmm. this thing you can't put your finger on where you're just kind of like yeah this is who we are and it's just kind of almost like not caring as much right you know like we're just so grateful for what we do and that we've lasted this long yeah and really taking any opportunity to make the most of it mm -hmm. and um and, and, and essentially, it makes us work harder, but we're having more and more fun yeah. while we work harder. Well, that, that's the win-win so, right there. That is, know. yeah. Um, talking about uh, pulling out, putting out a full-length album, and, you know, this continues to change, not, you know, yearly. This is like monthly uh, people's attitudes changing towards, you know, should I just concentrate on one single and, you know, just give everything we got to this one song video, you know, and then we'll put out another single and another single. Oh, now we've got an EP and you know, keep that thing. Oh, we finally have enough for a full length album. That kind of seems like the way things are going. Mm -hmm. And it, it didn't really start in rock, obviously, but it seems like more rock artists are doing that. Uh, what's your feelings on that type of releasing things? I think it's great. Yeah. If it works, you know, you just got to find your system. Right. We tried it with our EP, um, Temporary Things, mm -hmm. and... It was didn't quite work out right. the way we we wanted because we always liked that idea of just having a song and be like hey let's put it out yeah. while we're working on an EP and then from there it's like you write a whole bunch more I'm like we got enough for a whole you know a full length um, that was our intention at the time but um, our management at the time and we had a, just a really 
core team, I'd like to say. I, it wasn't, they were just not aligned to way, the way that we were thinking. And I feel like if we had people that did align to how we were thinking, which is what you were explaining, it would have worked out. Yeah. So I, I feel like it could happen in the future. Um, it even might happen at the end of this year. You know, we're really trying to get something out, you know, as soon. We're not going to wait three years for every freaking release. Like, that is just so stupid of us. And um, so we're going to try and do as much as we can every year. Do you think that the uh, consumers have a lot to do with that just because of their attention span is like, you know, I want the next shiny new thing now, now, now? I mean, do you think that the consumers have almost changed the way the music industry works in the last even two or three years, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it also is flooded. Yeah. This, this, like this streaming, and it's just so flooded. Right, right. <laughs> you know, we used to just have radio. Yeah. And now it's you can go anywhere, anywhere right. for the new artists, every kind of genre, yeah. possible, like every kind of part and of a genre, a genre, and just all these new genres. It's just like. It's overstimulate. Like we got, we got to put out something at least once a year in right. order to stay relevant. Yeah, we have to. Do you still feel um, radio? And this won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> is as relevant or ne- necessary as it was even two or three years ago? It is. Yeah, I feel like there's. It has a lot to do. If you're looking at statistics, right, right. That's a really good way to look at what people want. Yeah. It's like a big survey. Yeah. <laughs> Putting That's something true. up. It's a survey. And that is so, I think, important to artists. I mean, one thing that and most artists have told me is like, you know, when we go play a city, if the radio station has been playing our song and, you know, banging it pretty hard on their radio station, it's a very noticeable difference at how big the crowds are at 100%. the shows. Is that true? 100%. Yeah. One hundred percent. So, still got some relevancy, huh? Yes. All right. <laughs> glad, glad to hear. This Exhibit is it, buddy. Hope you enjoy that ship rock cruise. Your career is over, man. <laughs> when uh, when you listen to a song, I mean, what would you say stands out first to you? Is it the music or the lyrics? Uh, and you know, and I, I'm just saying, when you listen to someone else's music, and then how does that play when you start laying down your own stuff? I think it's sonics. First and foremost, yeah, you know, um, I'm literally just thinking of this at the top of my head. Like I'm just going, could be wrong. Right. I could be wrong. Tomorrow I could have a completely different feel to it. But the Sonics, and then what does what is the first lyric? Yeah, yeah. And then from there, it just changes completely. All everything comes flooding in. I just noticed that you know sometimes like when when an artist will start out like the the first line of the song will eventually become you know the chorus or the hook or whatever i mean to me as a radio guy again i mean it's like already boom you've already hit me within 10 seconds i know what this song is about i mean and that maybe is because it's a single you know maybe it was written as a single i I know every song is different but there's a lot of times when you know they just and dave grohl is notorious for that he'll sometimes he'll just hit you with that first you know thing right off the bat oh yeah 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 yeah. uh, you know so i didn't know if that worked for you guys as well you know well, um, sometimes, I mean, there's a couple songs on this album that we do that, but it's not necessarily a single. Yeah. It yeah. just felt right, right. to do it. Uh-huh. Um, but there are some songs that like, you know, the label will say, why don't you start with the hook? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we'll try and we're like, we don't like it. Yeah. Or like, start with the hook. Like they'll ask to do it. You don't do want it. it to be forced, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. it just feels, it does work sometimes when it's asked, but I feel like it's rare. Gotcha. <laughs> 
So uh, Heroes, obviously, we've been uh, playing that for a while on the Rock 30. Uh, I was just kind of curious if you guys had chosen a follow-up song to that yet or if uh, that's in the works and what, what should I be playing next? Um, it is in the works. We don't know which song yet. Yeah. And I would, it's going to be hard. It's, it's hard. I feel like I want fans to say. But then I, then I feel like when we ask fans, it's like so different. Yeah. It's so different. It's like out of uh, like 20, only like two or three will match. So I'm like, is that Well, I tell you enough? what, give me two. And when I see you at the buffet tonight, I'll tell you the one that I like the best. I feel like it could be Gimme Gimme. Okay. Or. This is deep thought, man. Man. Am I going over all the songs? There's, yeah. there's music playing yeah, here. Yeah, right. <laughs> or okay, okay. Gimme, gimme. Or um, which I would love to see work is uh, <laughs> plugging my ears for the people <laughs> that can't see me That's on the so radio. Funny. Um, it's the first song off the uh, uh, Ain't It Tragic. Uh, yeah. uh, Starry Eye. Starry Eye. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. So I'll listen to that tonight, and when I see you next, I'll I'll give you my opinion for what it's worth. Thank you. <laughs> Now, I wanted to talk about the video, too, because the one thing I love about your music, it makes me feel good, puts me in a good mood. And then when I see you guys having a good time in the video, uh, you know, it, it, it just kind of enhances that. So I know videos can be a pain in the ass to do sometimes because you got to do it over and over and over and over again. But what the final result is what matters, you know. So tell me about doing that video. I mean, it looked like it was shot in someone's home, obviously. And, Which one? Uh, Heroes? Heroes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was exactly what it was. I mean, we we actually had a budget before, and we did it with this guy that was that I kind of knew through a friend of mine, and um, she convinced me was like this guy could be good, and I was like, yeah, and I talked to him, and I was like, okay, I'm convinced, like right. you know, he seems legit, and he had a whole idea, and then we paid him a bunch of money, and we were doing it, and we're like, this 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 feels kind of this doesn't feel right, yeah, and then we spent like. A bunch of money on that and then we got like some final piece of it and we're like this are you kidding me are you kidding me it's nothing it was nothing to what he had lined, like storyboarded out so we were just like oh f man well let's ask our friend matt odom who had done the weatherman video and mona lisa yeah if he could do it for the remainder amount you know balance that we had left and he said yeah let's do it um and so we had kind of this idea of just switching um instruments and and you know uh, uh clothes and um just performing yeah. and just having fun with it because that's kind of the song this song could be a little dark and i wanted to show a little bit more of its fun side right and it, it that was his house Really? He says it looks like it was done in a house. That was his house. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, a friend's uh, a rooftop. Where else do we go? We just did it in like a weekend. Yeah. We like, we got this idea. I'm like, okay, let's just start shooting. It came out great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show today. I, I'll definitely, uh, you know, give you my opinion on those two songs you told for thank what you. it's worth. And uh, okay. whatever, whichever you guys choose, I'll definitely play it. I promise you that. Okay. I mean, let's see what the label says. Yeah. What if they choose something entirely different, like what do they Good know, Times right? or something? What do they know? <laughs> <laughs> Emily, thanks for being on The Rock 30 today. Oh, thank you so much for having me.